Welcome to Her Legal Global. I'm your host, Faye Gelb. Our podcast is dedicated to providing you with actionable skills to empower your legal career. And today we're welcoming Brittany Shirell, who's here to talk to us about three ways to knock out imposter syndrome. Brittany is a coach and lead corporate trainer. She holds a Master of Arts in Organizational Change and Leadership and has been selected as a TEDx speaker for 2021. She is the founder of Elam and Company, a global training and personal development brand where she currently works with corporate professionals, student leaders, and high-achieving women to activate the unwavering confidence to take powerful action without fear of losing credibility. Brittany has been featured on several media platforms, including The Authority Magazine, Up Journey, and Improve Her Health. Welcome, Brittany. It's wonderful to have you. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. So let's just, before we dig down into our topic, let's just get a little bit about your background and how you ended up speaking about eliminating imposter syndrome with your clients. So I actually have a background in education. And I found myself being put into positions where I suddenly was no longer just in charge of myself, but I was suddenly thrust in positions where I had to actually manage other people. And the struggle that came with that was being really good at what I did, but not knowing exactly what the steps were to actually garner to garner the following of other people to take my lead. So you can be really good at a skill. You can be really good at what you do, but it's something totally different when you're put in an uncomfortable situation you've never been in before. And especially when you become responsible for other people and you become responsible at a higher level. And what I realized was that even the people I was assigned to in terms of mentors, most of them had been winging it as well. And there were really no safe spaces to feel like you could just speak up and say, hey, I need support in this area. There was always this lingering fear of your credibility being hurt. And I wanted to change that narrative because it is not until we're able to show up in our strengths and own the things we need support with that we're able to show up as as our highest version. And so me being in that uncomfortable spot and just seeing how it shows up in all facets of your life. You know, it was a struggle at work. It was like, I love what I do, but it still feels like there's something missing. Even in my personal life, I was like, okay, I have the job that I wanted, but I'm still feeling like there's something missing. Like I have the job, I have the degrees, I have a loving husband. Like I thought this was the script. You know, I thought this was the playbook that's supposed to lead to success and happiness. And then I realized that success and satisfaction don't always go hand in hand. And a lot of that requires you to step into these unknown spaces, these spaces you've never been stretched to before. And a lot of times when that happens, when growth takes place, here comes Mr. or Mrs. Fear showing up knocking on your door and making you second guess your actual power. So let's just talk a little bit about what is imposter syndrome and eliminating it. So in a nutshell, imposter syndrome is just this overarching belief that everyone knows way more than you do about something. And it's feeling like 
you are the only one in the room who does not know what you're doing or has ever struggled with this particular thing. And the truth is that studies show that about 70% of people have suffered with imposter syndrome at some time, just questioning their abilities and questioning whether they're able to show up in their full power, questioning why they were put in this position. Did they make a mistake? All of these things are not foreign when you are in a state of growth. And just understanding, it's so important to understand that this feeling is not something that just goes away. It's something that often resurfaces every time you're stretched to a new level. It's not like, oh, I've gotten to this spot now. So imposter syndrome is, I'm done with it. You know, you're, if you are committed to continuous growth and lifelong learning, you're going to find that it's probably going to resurface. That's such an important point because I wouldn't have thought that. I would think that if you had actually dealt with it at some point in your life, you would not be facing it again. So it's very important to know that we would, in fact, be doing that. So why is it important that we deal with this? One of the key reasons it's so important to deal with imposter syndrome is because when you allow it to dictate how you live your life, when you allow that fear to hold you hostage, it keeps you from taking action. You find yourself in missing out on opportunities or backing out of opportunities that have been granted to you because you're second guessing yourself. And you really leave a lot of money on the table. I mean, when you look at it professionally, you will be presented with opportunities where people have invited you into new spaces you've never been in. And because it's uncomfortable, because you don't know what to expect, like you'll talk yourself out of what you were actually called to. Like everything that you are truly capable of doing sometimes feels a bit far-fetched. I'll be honest, say even while you were reading my bio, sometimes I have those moments even now where I'm like, you know, listening to your own bio is like, am I really that person? Like, who is this person they're talking about? And I think it shows up in so many areas of your life, you know, even applying for another job or applying for a different position or trying something new or suddenly being in management over other people. It's like, you may read the resume or you may read the intro and you're like, listen, they really made me sound good on paper, but when I show up, they're going to realize I'm not all of that. And the truth is you are, you know, it's your mind playing tricks on you because it's uncomfortable. Our brains are conditioned to keep us safe. And sometimes safe is just registered as comfortable. And comfortable is not what we are called to operate in. We're called to operate in this higher space. And so Sometimes our brain just kind of gets in the way and we have to recognize when that is happening because otherwise you will truly shrink back from a lot of things that you're called to and miss out on key opportunities to create massive impact. We just talked a little bit about what often gets in the way. What else would you say beyond our own limiting beliefs gets in the way? A lot of times it's the things that we have had layered onto. So it may not even be things that we believe to be true, but it may be things like social norms that have been placed on us, things that other people around us have made us believe we have to buy into or else we're doing life wrong. 
And so, for example, if you are in a situation where you know you're working on your dreams and it requires you to stay up late at night, maybe you're used to tucking a child in every night. Maybe that's what you're accustomed to doing. But in this season of your life, it's requiring you to do things differently. And it's requiring you to, to shift some of that focus to building your business so that later on down the line, you'll have that time freedom to be able to spend even more time than just tucking them in. You can actually have a full-blown story time uh, before even tucking them in. You know, so just understanding that sometimes we have to be intentional about shedding even the social norms that we feel comfortable in, shifting our mindset from what I should be doing to what I could be doing. Like, it's not necessarily that I should be tucking my child in at night. I could be tucking my child in at night, or I could be working on my business right now so that six months, a year, two years down the line, I'll have that absolute time freedom to spend with them however I'd like to. So you need to be intentional about where you're putting your time, energy, and effort. How does that relate to high achievers and how they go about things? As high achievers, we really, we're set on doing things right the first time. And so again, when you're put in situations where you're growing, where you are being stretched to new heights, it is inevitable that you're not going to get everything right on the first try. And honestly, when you are in situations where you just get it right on the first go, you probably have not stretched yourself enough. And so you have to make the distinction from being a failure and actually being a catalyst for change. Because the reason you're put in these positions is not because people don't think, it's not because people think you're not going to make mistakes. They recognize the value you add and they know, my goodness, if I put Faye over here, it doesn't matter. Whatever that learning curve is, she's able to navigate that and use those opportunities as learning experiences. And so, you know, you have to learn that you are put in these positions to leverage your mistakes for learning. It's not for you to not make mistakes. It's because they know you can handle the responsibility of leveraging those mistakes to create opportunities for learning. So what I hear you talking about is a lot about growth. What we're doing here is when we're being pushed and when we are focusing on something that is making us uncomfortable, what we're really doing is getting outside of our comfort box, our, our comfort zone. We're stretching ourselves to become something better. And that's when we run into that very uh, strong imposter syndrome. Like what you were talking about earlier, when you hear your own resume, it can be quite disconcerting. In reality, you're a little bit uncomfortable with it. So how can we address that? You talked about the fact that we're going to be facing this as situations come up throughout our lives, what are some key skills that we could develop to help us navigate that? One of the things that I find most helpful is just being really intentional about incorporating positive language in your life, like being intentional about how you speak to yourself, how you think about yourself. One of the easiest ways to start putting that into practice is to find an affirmation that you can actually memorize that speaks to what you believe to be true because you have to ask yourself when you're dealing with these, these fearful thoughts, is it fear or is it that? And so you have to align your beliefs, your actions, your habits. You have to align them with the facts, not the fear. 
So when these things pop up, one of the best ways to combat it is by just simply having an affirmation that you can memorize. And it doesn't have to be anything long. It can be very, very simple. Something you can remember off the top of your head. For example, one that I use very often is it matters. It all matters. And why do you find that particularly helpful? You know, as as high achievers, a lot of times we find ourselves doing these things. Sometimes the results are not instant. You know, you're pouring into people. You're trying new things and you're trying to support different causes and help people in different ways. And you're trying to navigate new spaces, even for your own personal growth. And those results may not show up instantaneously. And so a lot of times I'll tell you, I may be up late nights, you know, doing things. And I'm just like, is it worth it? Sometimes those thoughts come up, you know, and it doesn't matter what level you're on, they're going to pop up from time to time. And so in those moments, that's when I remind myself, it matters. It all matters. Every moment that I'm sacrificing, every decision that's difficult for me to make that I'm I'm making, it all matters. So just finding something that speaks to the very things that sometimes trouble you the most so that you can shift the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself is very crucial. So I can see having a problem with even actually selecting the affirmation because if you select something that's bigger than what you think you are, you might have the imposter syndrome leap out at you right at that moment. So is there some way we can find an affirmation easily that would work for us? I'll tell you this. There is actually an app called I Am. Just I A-M. And it's an app with affirmations. And the really cool thing about this app is it's free, first of all, but it will send you like up to 10 affirmations throughout the day. Just random affirmations at different points throughout the day. I use it. I mean, I have my own affirmations, but to be honest, it's a nice surprise to just get a ding on your phone. That's not somebody asking you to do something. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Yeah. I still forget that I have this app. And so it's, It still takes me by surprise when I look at my phone, I'm like, oh, it's an affirmation. If you struggle with finding affirmations or identifying affirmations, I'll tell you, start there. Take some time to get clear on the thoughts that you feel like recur the most. Most of us have thoughts that we struggle with more than others. You know, like, I'm too old to be starting over, or I don't know enough, or who's going to listen to me? Just really take some time to take inventory of the thoughts that you have on a regular basis that are not conducive to or not in alignment with the life that you believe to be true or the life that you believe that you're called to. And that's how you identify which affirmations like, oh, okay, I need to find something that speaks to my limiting beliefs around money. I need to find an affirmation that speaks to my limiting beliefs around my confidence or my influence, just get clear on what those thoughts are first that tend to pop up and make you shrink back or make you just stop in your tracks and deter you from taking action. Identify them, take note of them, sit with them for a second. And that's how you figure out what you need to be focusing on. And so having an app like I am, when these random affirmations pop up, there may be one that resonates with you. And you can take that and just run with it. Doing things like even right now here in my office, I have, 
I have affirmations that are posted up on my wall. The one I told you, it matters. All of it matters. You don't even have to try to hold it all in your head. Until it gets ingrained, set up your spaces to support that so that it becomes a part of your lifestyle. The way you feel about yourself, the way you operate, don't feel like you have to just do this complete overhaul. Like tomorrow, you're supposed to have this thing ironed completely out. So how often would we be doing this, doing an affirmation? What would you recommend? As often as possible. Every time those thoughts, because here's the thing, in order to access massive success, it really relies heavily on habits. Once you adopt a habit of speaking positive language over yourself, it becomes a lifestyle. But a lot of times we want to just stop things cold turkey. You can't really just stop the negative thoughts. You've got to be able to replace them with something. So that's why I really, I really suggest finding something that's short and concise that you can remember because you're probably going to have those thoughts show up rather frequently, especially if you're in a season of transition. So every time those thoughts pop up, you need to be able to replace it with something else. So put it in your notes, the notes section on your phone or Post it up in your office, somewhere that's easily accessible so that when those thoughts come, you are triggered. You remember, I need to replace this with this positive thought, with this positive language. So what else can we do to support ourselves beyond the affirmations? I think another very tangible thing you can do today, tomorrow, you're probably going to need to take some time, but you can build it out over time, is create a brag binder. That sounds good. What's that involve? Anything that makes you proud. You know, thinking about your testimonials, thinking about even your degrees, great evaluations you've gotten on your job, all of those things. They they can be digital or physical, but having this centralized space that you can refer to to remember to remind yourself just how bomb you are. There was no accident for you to be invited into this space. There was no accident for you to be elected to this position. You are here because you belong here. And sometimes we just need that tangible reminder. Oh yeah, I did do that. Yeah, that was me. Sometimes you just need to be able to remind yourself of how truly incredible you are and actually have the visuals to do that. One of the things that I do, and you probably do it too, is I go back through podcast testimonials, coaching testimonials, speaking testimonials. Sometimes things get tough and I have to remind myself, wait a minute, I'm changing lives out here. Like I'm really doing this, you know? And it's really important to incorporate that as a part of your your routines to keep you showing up at your highest. Like it's not vain. It's not, it's not egocentric. This is literally supporting yourself in a way that you're able to show up at your highest. And it's important to do that because if you're unsure, trust and believe just because you're unsure, the people who are around you are not. The people who invited you into this space, they're not. And I'll give you a prime example. Like the people around you know your value. So my husband, he's a professional photographer and videographer and just a couple of months ago, he had a he locked in a contract with this organization to work on a project. He sent over the proposal. They actually emailed him back and said, hey, we know you put this on the proposal, but can we pay you more? So 
what that means is sometimes we undercut ourselves because we're so stuck in our head. But understand the people around you, they brought you into the room because they instantly recognized your value. You don't have to prove yourself to anybody except yourself. And so what you have to understand is when you allow imposter syndrome to take over, you relinquish your power to that fear. You also put your future in the hands of other people because just because other people recognize the value you bring, it doesn't mean they're going to do the right thing with it. That particular organization did. They reached back out and said, hey, can we pay you more? But the wrong organization would have taken it and ran with it. They knew they were getting A1 quality. But because that's what he put in his proposal, that's what he would have gotten. So it is very important to to make sure that you're not shrinking back and that you're owning, fully owning your power. I love that showing up at your your highest. It's something that this will support us to do. So in this binder, it's obviously a personal thing. We don't have to worry about what we put in there. We can put anything that gives us that up, that gives us that little burst of energy to be able to say yes. I am the person that was invited into the room and I do have the qualifications and the expertise to go forward. What else do you think we could do to help us with our mindset? Again, just like I said earlier, just shifting your mindset from what should to what could. Should is very limiting. I should be X, Y, and Z versus I could. Could is a word of possibilities. Could is very open-ended. You know, it's like, Let's explore. And that's what you want to do is when you are faced with decisions that you have to make that are foreign to you, when you're invited into the foreign spaces, when you're presented with foreign opportunities, when you're trying to do something you've never seen done in your family before, all of those things lead with could, lead with could. Always think of how can I explore this fully? Give yourself options. Doesn't that make you feel more pressured, like I could be doing this and I'm not, so that, you know, you feel a bit guilty about not achieving it? When it comes to could, you want to always spin it in a way that it supports you. Because remember, we have to ingrain in our mindset this positive language. We have to remember that we are in control. And we literally, sometimes we give our pen away to other people and let them try to write our narrative. But we're in a space now where we have to recognize we have to snatch the pen back and rewrite the narrative. And so understanding that could in the past may have may have put pressure on you, but you're standing in your power now. You realize I have the pen. I can choose to write with a pencil if I want to so that I can go back and erase. And so just recognizing the power you have in that, you're able to recreate what could means for you now. Like it could have been pressure in the past, but own the power that you're in now, like stand in it fully because could is anything you want it to be. Is there any other language that we could be using to help us to be shifting from a mindset of retreating to one that is empowering ourselves? One of the things that I I say is to be committed to the vision and not attached to how you get there. I think that is most appropriate because as high achievers, we tend to want, you want to have it figured all out. We don't like to embark on journeys. We don't like to start projects unless we know all the moving parts and pieces and how it's going to flow. And the thing is, when you are operating from your highest space, the truth is you're going to have to step into some unknown waters. And so you have to keep the big vision in mind, 
but not be attached to how you get there. So the plans start shifting, they're going a little astray, and it's like, whoa, this is not how I planned for this to roll out. Remind yourself that, hey, it's okay. This is the vision. I'm not attached to how I get there. I got to let it do its thing, but the vision is still here. This does not mean the vision is destroyed. This means we're on a different route. We're doing a reroute. We're on a detour. We are whatever, but the vision is still here because sometimes we focus so much on the details and trying to force things to work the way we want it to work that we really miss out on the beauty of the journey because sometimes the fact that it didn't work out the way you had anticipated for it to, it's going to lead you to much more expansive opportunities and lead you to much more incredible connections. So just stay committed to the vision, but not attached to how you get there. You have to be open to the process. I think that's a a beautiful concept. So what would be some of the expected results that we could see here if we were able to use the different things and the methods that you've pointed out, the affirmations, the binder, and the language? Oh, goodness. I'd say the most important thing is just how much more fulfilled you will be. Like we started talking about in the beginning about just recognizing that success and satisfaction don't always go hand in hand. That's why you have people who make six and seven figures. They're in the C-suite. They have the corner office and they are just incredibly miserable. It's because there's still that missing piece, which I call the fulfillment factor. And so when you operate in your strengths, when you operate from a place of power and confidence, it allows you to show up full. It allows you to pour into other people from a full place. It allows you to even be more creative in your own right. You know, you have the mental capacity to explore things in a new way because you're not searching to feel that other void in your life where there was that missing piece. So just understanding you'll be a lot more productive and you'll be able to take opportunities head head on and create new blueprints for other people. You know, some of the things that you have been searching for in other people you're not going to find it because you're called to be the blueprint. And you can't get to that space until you are pouring from a full place. And so understanding that when you allow, um, when you learn how to manage your imposter syndrome, when you recognize it and you activate your strategies to combat it, it's going to allow you to tap into things that you've never tapped into before. It's going to allow you to create impact in a way that you've never created it before. It's going to allow you to show up for your friends and family in a way that you never have before. So rather than running away from these opportunities and the fear of what we could be facing, if we have our vision and allow ourselves to be open to the process and use some of the methodologies that you've given us today, we will be on our way to not perhaps eliminating imposter syndrome, because what I'm hearing is it definitely pops up here and there. But what we will be able to do is manage it and use the opportunities effectively to further our careers and achieve the success showing up at our highest. Indeed, indeed. Use fear as a compass. That's what I would say. Use it as a compass and understand, remind yourself, oh, my brain is trying to keep me safe. This is an uncomfortable zone. So my brain is trying to keep me safe, but I'm supposed to be here. So use it as a compass to let you know I'm headed in the right direction. I'm growing. I'm stretching. I'm becoming better. Use it as your compass. Just don't allow it to dictate 
your life. Don't allow that to impact your decisions and how you operate. Welcome fear into the room, but let fear know you have to have a seat. I'm in control. I want to thank you very much, Brittany. It's been wonderful having you, and this has been invaluable advice. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. For Legal Global, empowering and transforming us through skills and shared wisdom. For other great episodes, follow us and be sure to check out herlegalglobal.com for a community, informative skills-based articles, and to work with me, your host, Faye Gelb.